Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Beauty Talk. I'm your host, Janice Tanel, for today, Sunday, August 9th. I'm so happy that you guys are tuning in. I see the phone lines lighting up. I have people sending me texts about how to get on, so I'll get back to you in a few seconds. But I just want to remind everyone that the call-in number for tonight is 914-803-4399. Again, that number is 914-803-4399. Four three nine nine. Um, you can also follow the conversation on Twitter. We are beauty underscore talk. Sorry. We are beauty underscore talk, and uh, you can follow the hashtag. Um, gosh, now I went blank on the hashtag. Um, I'll let my sister answer that question. Yeah, I'll answer that question mm-hmm. for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, again, the number is 914-803-4399 if you have comments or questions for tonight. Um, we want to make sure we keep those comments brief as well. Um, and I'm going to turn it over to Denise, and she has some more that she needs to say before we start. Good evening, everyone, and once again, welcome to Beauty Coffee. Thank you all for um, being here with us tonight um, for this very important conversation that we're going to have. So, again, thank you all. Uh, for joining us. We want to thank our listeners around the world for uh, continuing to join us and continuing to tune in live as well as on the replay. So tonight's conversation we know um, may not necessarily be easy at times, um, but we are committed to being open to listening to one another, and we just ask that um, everyone on the panel and people who may call in, we just ask that you're respectful um, of one another as well as our, uh, our panelists. And we just all need to learn to have just a little bit of patience with one another to kind of get through this all. Um, People are going to be coming from a place of hurt. Um, So people's experiences are their experiences. So we want to respect uh, what their experiences are and not to overshadow that. And so with that being said, we know things won't change overnight, um, but we can just start tonight by simply just having the conversation. So I want to introduce our guest. We have Marietta Carter-Narcy. She's the department head of X and Genius Aretha. We have Anita Gibson, department head of one of my favorite shows, <laughs> Power and When They See Us. And then Nicoletta Scarlett. That's the Greek way, and I think I pronounced it the correct way. She's department head. She was department head of Natalie Ever After and Free State of Jones. So welcome, ladies, to Beauty Talk. Thank, Thank you for having you. us. Thank you. 
Thank you. Okay, I don't. I'm not sure where Janice is. <laughs> is she still here with us? I'm what sorry. Happened? Can you hear me now? Can you yeah, hear me? I can hear you. Yes. I can okay. Hear you. Sorry about that. Um, I just said we were asked um, to speak on a panel a couple of months ago, um, basically just pretty much sharing our experiences with this same topic. And before the actual conversation happened, I actually shared that I wanted to bring the same conversation to Beauty Talk. So. I wanted to do things just a little bit different because um, with that particular panel, you know, things were kind of timed, and I didn't want to set any time restrictions on this conversation. Um, we're also talking to people from around the world of entertainment as well, not just beauty, but entertainment. This is going to be an eight-episode series, so we'll have um, other guests coming on to share their experiences from different parts of the industry. But tonight we're talking to makeup department heads, and I just want everybody to just basically start off by just saying your name and pretty much um, just give us an idea of where you think the industry is right now in regards to, re, you know, to race, equality, and inclusivity. Anybody can start. You want me to start? Yeah, yes. sure. Yes. Hi, um, I'm I'm Marietta Carter Nancy, and I've been in the industry for about thirty odd years. Um, I've department headed, you know, tons of shows. Um, let's see, where where do I think the industry is right now? I I, I think I think we 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 we're having discussions, something that we never had before, which is really important because we knew things existed. We dealt with a lot of um, the covert and overt racism that existed um, or exists or whatever it may be, um, but we've never really had open discussions, especially with our white counterparts. Um, we've had discussions amongst ourselves as black people working, but we've never really had strong discussions with our white counterparts, open discussions, frank discussions. And I think what has happened in this climate right now is, now it's no longer just a discussion with a black makeup artist with another. Now it's a discussion with our white counterparts. And and to me that's so much healthier because we're not just um, assuming or thinking. We're just actually just saying how we feel. And, and I think that that's a very healthy way to start. And I think that that's where the industry is right now, in a healthier way to deal with what we have suppressed for so long. Next. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. hey, uh, hi, ladies. It's Nicoletta. Is Kim with us tonight, or is it the three of us? I'm so sorry. I meant to. I meant to make the announcement that Kim had a uh, a death in her family, and she's not able to be here with us tonight. Oh, I'm very very sorry to hear that. Um, it's really nice to meet the other. I know Denise and Denise, of course, to meet the other two ladies. It's Nicoletta Scarlato. <laughs> That's a long time. Um, uh, my experience is a little different in the sense that uh, I, you know, I'm three times Greek grandparent, one mixed grandparent. Grew up, you know, was born in Seattle, moved to Greece, came back on a boat, went, moved to Seattle, and kind of had a global sort of a, a more of a, a, a multicultural upbringing. Um, and 
And growing up in Seattle, all my from the age of seven, off and on, and in Greece, uh, there have always been Black Lives Matter. Uh, um, uh, uh, sorry, I'm trying to get the right word. Uh, you, I'm sorry, I'm having English problems. Um, you know, um, demonstrations. All my life I remember this, and, and they were always, you know, people were always expressing themselves. I have personally have found this city to be very pro-transgender, pro-multicultural. Uh, I didn't really understand truly what racism was until I went to the South, and uh, it, was, uh, it, was, it was a bit shocking for me, and I've, I've always been a person – uh, regardless of the color of anyone's skin, who is all about truth and justice, compassion for all peoples. I've worked with actors of all races, and I feel that everyone has a voice. Everyone's entitled to have a voice. Those people that know me um, know that uh, I'm really grateful to be included tonight, and I think it's really important that there is this dialogue that was just mentioned and that people speak their truths and their feelings. Uh, as you know, I arrived in Atlanta in 2011, and um, I was a little surprised, a bit of a culture shock, if you will, that uh, I met a lot of really great black makeup artists, and they didn't seem to be included at the time in projects. And, and they were really talented, and so I have always, all my entire career for almost 30 years, worked more with actually a multicultural society than just one, one race, per se. It, regardless, um, it was very important to me to have a very balanced and equal crew. And I insisted upon in, incorporating the black community uh, on flight. I can name everybody. It doesn't matter. You know, I just thought they were great. They were fabulous. I love them all. And on the Hunger Games, and I also... Uh, because of being Neil, was allowed to give people credit, which I think is important for anyone's career, regardless of your race, to be able to have a credit that then allows you, producers look at those credits, and then they give you a chance. And then everyone can fly and spread their wings. Um, so m my objective has always been, uh, you know, we are all passionate. We are working in a field of creativity and art. And for me... That, that, that arena knows no divisiveness, no racial discrimination, and there should be none. And that's, that's just my ethos. But, uh, Nicoletta, what, what, what do you think about the state of the industry right now, though? Uh, how, I mean, how do you feel? I mean, do you feel like the industry is racist right now? Do you feel like it's, it's inclusive right now? Okay, so that's a, that's a, that's a you know, and again, I'm sure I'm going to say things that might offend people or not offend people. I, I, I want you all to know that I come from a place of love and compassion. I am not a perfect person. Um, but I've never thought in those terms. You know, I, I was hired for flight, and I was hired, I did, you know, uh, for the Free State of Jones. It just seems like on every project I've ever been hired, um, I've worked with. Uh, and, and also, my African-American actors will make me say black. So people of color or black, so there's always been a place where I, you know, a sensitivity, where I wanted to be sensitive. But that being said, um, you know, I came down, Lee Daniels, I came down to do Star twice. I did Napoli Ever After as a request of Sanaa. Um, uh, and it's not about the color of anyone's skin. It's about uh, 
just being an artist, really. Now, at this moment, quite frankly, having been chosen to be a mentor uh, this summer, of course, this hideous and heinousness has happened that makes me want to sob, starting with the beautiful young man that was murdered in Atlanta, countless others who have been murdered, George Floyd, too much. And I think it deeply affected uh, a lot of artists uh, of color who are coming up, and, and it's been really profound. And I, I am hoping, I will say in a hopeful way, that the world is waking up and realizing that it's about the craft, it's about the work. If you don't know how to do, a, a, let's say, a, no matter what your skin is, if you can't do a white woman, then you need to say you can't do a white woman. You know, it's, it's very, all the makeups are complicated. Um, I'm not sure if I'm answering your, your question directly. I, I, I don't know, because um, I have not been in Atlanta for a year. I can't speak to what's happening in Atlanta. Well, no, I wasn't really speaking to Atlanta. I'm just speaking to just in general. But if it is okay, it's okay. We'll move on to it, Nita. Okay. Uh, Well, what I will say from when I started in this industry, uh, hi, I'm Anita Gibson, and I'm a New York-based makeup artist, uh, department head for many, many years. I won't even say how many, but... I started my career in 1991, and I can tell you back then I could count on two hands how many black department heads there were in our industry. So I will say to that, we have, the industry has become inclusive, but I believe that it's inclusive because of the subject matter of what is being filmed and greenlit. Uh, We have... Black projects are bringing studios a lot of money, which are rendering more opportunity for artists who are of color. You know, that is just the fact. And I'm celebrating that because I think both are very important. It's important for us to see our own selves on the screen and in television and it's important for us to be behind the scenes representing those projects. I can tell you as far as my career, um, the, my career was projects were way more diverse about 10 years ago, but the influx of agents representing artists has kind of twisted that a little bit because I used to get calls for all kinds of projects, white, all white cast, black cast, it didn't matter. It was my reputation that got me those phone calls. But the moment that right. the agents started stepping in and representing artists, you kind of see a separation as far I as agree department with heading. Yeah, as far as department heading. Now, as a department head, you have the ability to bring in the team that you want to bring in. So... Even with some of those those white artists who kind of get those opportunities that used to be kind of available to everyone who had a a reputation that preceded them, they still have the ability to have a diverse crew. Some of them do, and some of them don't. And, you know, I can speak on a lot of them that a lot of them do not. There are 
It is a full white team, and maybe you'll see some black artists as day players, you know, and then Mm -hmm. there are those who try to diversify. I'm always with the diverse department. I have white and black and Hispanic always around me um, because I think, as everyone has said, it's important for us to be able to work together, to be able to see each other's cultures, to be respectful of things that we, you know, may find sensitive to some and others who, you know, it's important to work with black people and see that they go to work every day, show up on time, do their job, do their job well, because even if you were brought up to be racist or prejudiced, when you work in a diverse community of people, you discover that it dispels a lot of those stereotypes. So right. it's important to have diversity in in any workplace, especially our workplace, which is full of artists. And artists, as we know, we are very unique people, and we should be the first ones making sure that we're inclusive with everything. I think as far as makeup and hair, and I will say a little bit wardrobe, costume design still seems to be pretty, you know, white-dominated. Um, I think that we have done a great job in diversifying um our community and giving opportunity to a lot more people of color to run the show, to head the ship. So that mm-hmm. I, I, I do believe that we've made strides. I, and I do believe that is because of context. I believe that, that because the studios want more black content, we are getting more opportunity. And listen, however you get your opportunity, right? Because <laughs> right. It, it's the industry, right? I, I mean, I mm-hmm. can tell you for the last probably seven years, I've, um, my projects are predominantly black cast driven. And I'm fine with that because they're good mm-hmm. quality shows and movies. Right. And, you know, so I'm okay with that. And and if those weren't those things weren't out there, I don't know that I would even be working again because of that agent dynamic that has kind of shifted things a little bit in our industry. So that that's where I think the state of our industry is today. I think there's good and bad in all of it, but the more inclusive we are, the better everyone will be in the long run. Can I, can I say something? Can I jump on what um, um, Alicia just said? Um, mm-hmm. I, I think when I start when I started, um, I you know I was usually the only black person on set a lot of times for the entire crew, um, and you know and and my start my I had a big start in film, and then I went to being a personal. But because we didn't have a lot of black actors who had that clout. I think a lot of that, I think with black actors now having become, an, you know, so much higher on the totem pole, they they come with a, a, a set of demands that white actors normally would have that wasn't privy to them initially, whereby they can demand to have more diverse, a more diverse crew. They're going to demand to have their own personal things of that nature. So I think, like Anita said, that has really shifted the dynamics. And I didn't even think about the agency dynamic. Um, because for me, 
I, I've always had a diverse crew because I, I didn't, you know, that's always been the case. And, and I find that more black department heads tend to diversify than mm-hmm. white department mm-hmm. heads. Um, mm-hmm. Agreed. I, I, I think that that's the norm, um, you know, because, you know, I would always bring in a mixture, like Anita said, a mixture of everybody, mm-hmm. just whoever. Mm-hmm qualified to do the the job at the time. I, I didn't even think about race in a sense. When I when I put up a department, I never think about race. I always think about who is best who for doing the job in this project, you know? That's my first thing in my in my mind, but I don't think it, it's reciprocal. What right. is, okay, I, I, did you say what, reciprocal? Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's reciprocal. Yeah. I think it, you, I think you it, don't, you don't think that it's reciprocal. Anymore. I think it yeah, happens more with black department heads diversifying yeah. than white across the I board. Agree that's, because that's a broad I, stroke. It's always been my experience that uh, when there's been a white department head and, and like a black key or a black third on the show, it's always been because maybe there's like one or two uh, black actresses on the show. And that's the only time right. I've really, I've seen it. Right. Right. Um, Right. Oh. If there were no black actors on the show, I, I don't think the thought comes into mind. Let me diversify. Right. Like, oh, mm-hmm. there's a black actor in the cast. Let me satisfy their needs by bringing somebody black so they can see them. Right. It, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't yeah, think. Yeah. I think, it, I think that's a lot of the motivation. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So mm-hmm. my phone. My phone would not ring for those projects that you would call me for unless there's a black cast in them. Mm-hmm. And, and and that that I found very disappointing from people that I considered friends at the time, you know? Um, right. But the moment, the moment they got a, a movie with a black cast, somebody black in it, just one person, oh, they found my number. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. You guys. My, experience, my experience is different. It's Nicolette, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I started. Well, I started with Chanel, and I had. I. I. My. My. My right hand was. Uh, was a black girl who's still one of my best friends, and we were hired by an Asian woman. And there was the cosmetic end, and then I had a very bad injury, which took me out of the business for five years, and I couldn't walk, and I. I had to do something else. I had to teach English, and then I came back in, and I was the only not person of color on any one of these things during the 90s. I worked with Most Deaf and Farrell Monk and De La Soul and, and Melky Sedek, who are Whitecliff's sister and brother, and Next, and um, a lot of different people. Well, now you're speaking and, about the music industry, though. Yeah, well, I'm just going to say, because yeah, I segue I mean, for that, because I, I went through different I went through different little elements in my career, and then I stopped, yeah, so and then I. I went away. Then I came back to the movies. When I came back to the movies, um, I, I just have always had a, a, a multicultural crew. It's, it's always been my experience. And Denise, Denise, you guys have known me since 2011. That's when I came to Atlanta. Um, you know, my crews have uh, have always been, uh, but before I ever came to Atlanta, it's been my entire career. I, I think it's interesting what you're saying about agents because I personally have never had an agent. I've uh, hired people, interviewed them, um, and didn't have, have this agent involvement <laughs> and sort of could, you know, sorry? No, I'm just saying I don't have an agent either. And I also come from a diverse uh, background as a makeup artist. So, I, I mean, when you speak of the music industry, 
I can totally see you being one of the only ones with the people that you just mentioned. I was Lauren Hill's makeup artist. I was, you know, I did Beyonce's makeup. I mean, I, it was mostly black people there. Right. So, pretty, 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 you know, in my case, so I, you know, I'm Greek. I'm a Greek mix, so I was, I was the only right. one who probably wasn't not right. black in the entire but, crew, with the exception I'm, of the one guy who owned the company who happened to be white. Otherwise, everyone else was, was black. You know. Okay. But what but what I will say to that is because you've had that first experience or part of your journey as an artist, because you had that, it feels very normal for you to hire people of color. You understand because you had that exposure to the well, it's the way that I was raised. It's the way that I was well, raised. That, that I, you know, well, but I'm just saying, as far as talent, you were around makeup artists. Yeah, absolutely, who were and also of incredible color that talent. Were so that so that's not out of sorts for you to bring in people of color because you've already through experience know that they have those talents. Yeah, it wouldn't even you wouldn't I wouldn't even I wouldn't even there would be no second thought. That's why what I'm trying to emphasize exactly, is but you're, you're but you're not necessarily the norm. Well, you know, I'm not, not the norm, the but I will tell you this not norm landed in Atlanta in 2011, and I was like, oh no, this is not happening. Sorry, these people are coming on this movie, and that's the way it's going to be. And we're all going to be together, and we're all going to rise up, and we're all going to come together. And we're all going to work as hard as we can. And I remember sending uh, a letter to every single person of whatever color and saying, tell me what, I don't care if you've been in the business for 35 years, tell me what your strengths are. That's where I'm going to put you on the movie. And if you don't know something, I'll have training sessions on the weekends, period. You want to move up? Let's move up. You guys work three months. I'm going to make sure you get a credit. That credit's going to help everybody step up. I don't care who you are. My, my whole objective has always been about growth, being in a happy environment, um, and it's all about, again, it's about the art, you know, it's about the art. A person no can be white and not be able to do white makeup, you know what I mean? Oh, no uh, question. You know, I mean, We've look at Denzel. Denzel's had his whole team for a million years. His entire team is black, and he's got Carl Fullerton, except I think my, Carl might have retired, who's a little small white yeah. man. Carl who's been Fullerton doing, was one of my mentors, so. Yeah, yeah well, I'm you know Carl. So Carl is, Carl is, it, again, it's, it's, it's you know, um, I feel very blessed, uh, and I feel very blessed that I got that job on flight because that was the precursor to the Hunger Games. And I came down and I met people like Quinn and Stevie and, you know, all these different people that, that were not getting hired. And I said, wait a minute, you know, you guys come on this film. You guys are talented. I, I loved meeting everybody. It was kind of like, okay, the next time I came down was, was for catching fire and v neil god bless her let me hire everybody and i said okay hey i know these people we need a multicultural crew we need all these people here's this person's strength here's that person's strength that's it and after they work a certain number of days i want them to all get a credit and she of course agreed with me 100 percent because you we all know that when you get a credit like that a producer notices that and it's kind of like okay boom let's give them a lift a leg up in their career and oh, it's not about me being right. special, and that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to say I saw talent, yeah. and I saw talent not being recognized, and that was not that didn't work for me. Right. Well, but you're speaking to exactly what we're saying is that there is that undercurrent of exclusion, right? And so you're saying, no way, I know these people are talented, and so you made it a point to bring them in. Had you not been one of those artists there, and it was somebody else, that might not have been the case. So we applaud you for being 
you know, diligent in making sure that people get those opportunities, but everybody doesn't do that. And not that everybody is thinking about trying to exclude. Sometimes it just doesn't even come into their cipher. They just don't even think like that. You understand? So it's not, you know, great for you that you're conscious about it. I don't mean, listen, Mm -hmm. I want to qualify something here. I'm not trying to say I'm so great. I'm just saying no, no, I showed no, up no. in I'm Atlanta and I saw I say I saw exclusion going on and it was not right exactly. for me. Exactly. Period. Exactly. That's it. You know? And oh, by the way, exactly. when I got called to come down and do Star, um, I was the only not black person in the trailer and I remember talking to the director and everybody I said, Listen, you gotta let everybody know who's coming and what's going on and you know, I don't want everybody to freak out and you know and I went in and I and they, they wanted me to like clean out the trailer. I said, No. Everyone's going to say, let me talk to everybody. This is one family. You don't go and disrupt and turn something upside down. You try to work together. You know, you try to work together. And, and recently, one of the nicest compliments I've ever gotten is from, you know, a competitor of mine who's a very huge department head. She's black in, in Atlanta. And she called me and said, Nick, I just wanted to tell you that, you know, I worked with Queen Latifah the other day. And she told me that you're one of the best makeup department heads she's ever worked with. Well, you know, that, that touched my soul. It's not because she's black or who's white or what they're Chinese. It's just because I tried to do a good job. I wanted to make sure that everybody had a fair shake. And, and, and people just didn't get thrown out because, you know, I was going to think that maybe somebody was not going to do right by me. You know, it's just a question of leadership and coming in and joining together and coming together. At what, and all great leaders make sure that that happens. For sure. and, and by the way, you don't have to be, I'm sorry, I'm going to use a, well, I don't want to use a bad word. You don't have to be mean and horrible to be a leader. Absolutely you can not. be kind. And sometimes people mistake kindness for weakness. And I am not. not going to be mean in terms of, 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 of trying to help people. You know, uh, it's, it's, not, it's like you said, Carl Fullerton. Um, I'm sorry, who said that Carl Fullerton was their mentor? Anita Gibson. Anita. So, Anita, you know, Carl Fullerton has been a mentor of mine as well. What a kind, wonderful, elegant gentleman. God bless him. Absolutely. Generous to a fault. I was doing uh, the flight with him. He was so kind. He was in the middle of doing something with Denzel, and I needed some help. And those are the people that, you know, that, that, that rock your world. Mm-hmm. No question. Um, I just think, you know, I'm – listen, I'm – extremely disturbed at the state of affairs in the world. And I think now more than ever, we have got to come together and have compassion and help each other. We must help each other rise up and stay tight and grow up and grow higher as a group, as a multicultural group. Absolutely. You know, honest to God. And, you know, I don't know if you guys know, I'll I'll just tell you, it was really interesting. I, I think I told one of the girls earlier um, somebody from seven. I'm, I'm in both unions, so 706 sent out a. Uh, are you both? In, are you guys in 706 and 798? Yes, I'm in 706. Okay, well, somebody in, sent out a, a text that said, if you haven't if you haven't hired black artists, you should hire them, not as just as department heads, but as keys, thirds, fourths, and not just on black projects. And and I didn't get upset by this text. I wrote the person back and I said, hi, this is my name, these are my unions. These are the jobs I've done here. Please look me up, and you'll see that, in fact, I definitely do this. I appreciate this text, um, but I do do this. Thank you very much. A lot of people got very offended by this. Uh, I did not, but, but, I mean, I'm sure the person had really great intentions, but um, 
Tensions are high. Miss Aletta, you're only one of few. What happens to all the rest of your counterparts, you know? Um, Say what? You're one, of, you're one of few. So so you're an exception to the rule. That's not the norm. The norm just does not diversify the department. Well, you know what? I'm just going to have to just move in over the norm. You know, it's... It, 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 I mean, it's I'm, very, I'm actually, though, without uh, being facetious, that really, that really makes me very sad to hear that. That's just simply not acceptable. Well, it, it's not a matter of being sad to hear it. Just look around at your department and you'll see. Well, no, it's very, it's very disappointing at this point in 2020. This was 2011 when I went to Atlanta. And a lot of those well, people, by the way, probably... a lot of those people that weren't getting hired, they are now all department heads, which makes me very happy. Well, I started working yeah. in Atlanta back in 2009, and when I was in Atlanta, Tyler Perry was pretty much the only show in town. And so, mm-hmm. they, you know, it was pretty difficult for a lot of makeup artists of color to get work on projects that came into town that were not with a black cat actor or with anyone black. They weren't Well, how come you didn't come on Catching Fire with us? That, that's well, so because true. I don't. I only go to Atlanta when I call to department. Oh, because you're in New York. So Sorry, you were in New York. Yeah, I probably wouldn't work with you. Okay, gotcha. So, because you're it's, it's the same with being, being here in Florida. I mean, I, I've been. I was in LA for 23 years. Um, I built my career in LA, but I moved here to Florida, and it's the same thing. Shows that come into Florida come in key, and I guess a lot of people who come into um, Florida don't remember that I'm here in Florida. Um, and, you know, so I never got those phone calls or any of the stuff, you know, here in Florida. But um, Florida, it, it, it's very difficult here with film, you know, very, very difficult. Because mm-hmm. um, the, the, when, when the shows come in, they go to a couple of people and then they only hire those people. They don't. See, this is yeah, the thing where I'm really so I'm really happy to meet you because now if I hear about something in Florida, I'm, of course I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend you. People need to know who you are. That's all, you know. And then it's the makeup artists who need to spread this word around. But the thing the thing about it is, Nicoletta, people do know who she is. Like she said, she built her career I mean, in, I mean, in, in L.A. I mean, <laughs> I don't know too many people that don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. No, I'm mis- maybe I'm misunderstanding uh, that. That then, then then I don't understand why somebody would come it's, to Florida and not call you immediately. It's exclusion, basically. Yeah. It's, 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 they don't have. If there's not a black person in the cast, they don't pick up the phone. But that is the most ridiculous. I'm sorry. It, it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. I have a black girlfriend, and, and all she does are white shows, and and she has a white person that will only hire her, and that's the end of it. You know what I mean? Um, it just, just, it's just, it's just absurd. That to me, who's stopping that? Is that, the, is that the, are those the makeup artists? Like who's not, uh, who's not saying, hey, we we need to call her up. She's a pro. It's, it's producers. It's producers. I think there's a lot of dynamic to it. it you can, yeah. you, it's not necessarily one dynamic alone. It, it can be many right. different things. Well, I it's think, a, okay. It's a, it's, a, it's a combination. I mean, like you said, Sanaa requested you to come onto whatever project that you said that she requested you. You know, that was Sanaa requesting you to come. Uh, you know, sometimes it's producers that bring you in. Sometimes it's Correct. actors that bring you in. Sometimes, Correct. So the, 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 how you get in is it can be varied in any situation. 
I a lot of different know, situations. A lot of it, different situations. It can be exclusion for the most part, like Marietta is saying, in Florida where they don't get so many films and television shows coming, it becomes very cliquish and it becomes very, very you know, this is the group. Yeah. I mean, Are you, Marietta, do you find that you travel a lot? What? I'm sorry. I said, Marietta, do you find that you have to do travel a lot? Well, I've I, I diversified my career quite a bit. I, I Over the last five years, I've traveled a lot. I went back to L.A. to do things specifically because John Singleton called me or Angela Bassett has called me. Or in Vancouver, Canada, because they needed me to come in and do, the producers called me to come in and do Nia Long. Um, I, you know? Yeah. So so those specific things. I, yeah, I mean, we all did our job so many different ways. But neither you know? neither yeah. one of you have an agent like myself. Well, yeah, no, I, no. Used I, mean, I, I used to I, be an agent, Coletta. I'm sorry? I used to be an agent. You used to be an agent? Yes, I spent a big part of my career as an agent. Oh, okay, got you. Okay. Ladies, okay, ladies, let me ask you this. Let me let me ask you this. I want to redirect it somewhere else a little bit. Um, has anyone um, on the line um, experienced racism in the film and television industry, whether you were a department head or not, that kind of changed um, changed things for you in in any way? Yes, I have. Can you share that? Yeah, um, two two instances. Um, one was to do Priscilla Presley, um, whereby when my, when I sent in my resume, um, they said I was too black and I couldn't do her. Um, oh. And that made me take a look at my resume closely. Wow. And I changed my resume around so that the white actors came first before the black actors. Um, and the other, because that made me think, well, wait a minute, what are you seeing that I'm not seeing? Mm-hmm. And and so that really had an impact on me. And the other was to do Cindy Crawford. Before I got hired, the line producer said, I have to let Cindy know you're black. <laughs> wow. Oh, my goodness. And, and Cindy told him, because um, he said, I can't hire you unless I first tell her that you're black. And Cindy told told him point blank my first makeup artist was black so what's the problem exactly. so the problem was from a world of fashion because Cindy is coming from a world of fashion and in fashion makeup artists are very diverse hair it was Fran Cooper who was diverse. doing it was, it was Fran Cooper who exactly. was her makeup artist exactly and, and, and that and that like with you know being in the music industry that is where you definitely see a more multicultural presence. So for Cindy, yeah, she's like, definitely. that's okay. I'm okay with uh, her being black. But in the world of film and television, it's way more segregated. It's way more excluded. We don't necessarily include them. You kind of have to be a certain thing before you even get brought in. I've never experienced racism, you know, Thankfully, or, or certainly not racism that was in my face where, you know, mm-hmm. I was affected by it. It might have been somewhere around me where the doors were closed and I didn't know. But luckily, I haven't really experienced those things. 
Yeah, no. Like I said, when I started off, I was usually the only black person on the set. Right. Um, and right. it was very, it was, it was because I didn't know that most of the black people working weren't in film. They were not in film. They were working in television. Mm-hmm. But they were not they were not working in the film industry and stuff. So and in a place right. like LA, um, it, it took a lot for me to build myself to just be hired as a makeup artist. And a mm-hmm. lot of it came from referrals, really, because right. um, it, it for production to pick up the phone and just call me, it wasn't going to be happening. Mm-hmm. Because you know, I I started when we still had department heads. Uh, at NBC and ABC and uh, you know and and those department heads, they they did not call you unless it was for a sitcom that had an entire black cast. Right. But you. But don't you, you think? Do you guys? Do you feel that? Uh, I, I think that the content is changing. There are a lot, a lot of more consciousness and a lot more opportunities are presenting themselves now. Do you feel that? Um, I said that in my yeah. when I when yeah. we talked about. Yeah, we. I mean, we yeah, definitely yeah. feel that. The opportunities are definitely but, but beginning. It, but it's still, I don't know that it, people are more conscious. Even though it's changed, it. Uh, um, I, I guess a lot of it has to come with, with with with. The change comes with the relationships that you've built with the production managers and the producers. Right. Right. It uh-huh. doesn't come necessarily within our own makeup and hair department. I, because uh, I, I, mean, I, I, I think I a lot of times, a lot of times you're constantly proving you're having to prove yourself. Right. I and, find that yeah, interesting. I, I mean, I think that that you know, showrunners now have there's you know, the term showrunner have sort of kind of taken over from production manager, and I personally have found that uh, that makeup artists have been extremely uh, helpful in my career at various times. If somebody couldn't do a job, they referred me. Or if I couldn't do a job, I referred somebody much more than, let's say, an agent, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think we... I think we, Well, yeah, that, I, I mean, that's my, my experience. Yeah, my, my experience is definitely... Uh, I mean, I've, I have really great relationships with showrunners and UPMs and line producers, but... At the end of the day, it really is our community of makeup and hair people that really do get us the jobs. And a lot, in my experience, my experience mine, all, mine too. I agree with you. Looking out for each other. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Yeah. I think most of the jobs I've gotten have been, I mean, some some producerial jobs, but um, through makeup artists for sure. Yeah. And hair and hair artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No question. Yeah, I mean, I've I've referred many hair uh, stylists to be department heads on projects that I'm on. So I mean, a lot of it is, you know, one one of us has a great relationship with the UPM or a showrunner right. or somebody who is in charge, who then at that point can, you know, start to like recommend people that they think in as it as the show or the film is would be great to bring on so that the ship runs smoothly. You know, uh, yeah, right. generally yeah. that is a lot of us recommending each other. But that's my experience. Right. You know, Marietta, you could have a totally different experience. So Yeah, because most of my career has been in film. Right. And 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 not not television. Right. 
and, well, most, and television, you have a showrunner, and film, you don't have a showrunner. Right. Yeah, no, and, uh, most of mine has been filmed, too. I mean, just because I've been locked in this world of television since I came on to the show Power. But, yeah, um, once you, get I, in. you know, so I am, I'm so many years now on that show, and now we have spinoffs, and I would do film on our hiatus. You know, I would jump. I did Girls Trip. I did, you know, um, I, you know, I could name them all. As, but I always I, try I to know keep film I know your around. I'm sorry? I know your name from film in New York. Film, yeah. No, because most of my career is film. But, just, yeah, you know, know like everything in the industry has turned to TV. You know, I mean, where the money, not trying to be funny, I mean, we love the art, but the money is in television. And Mm -hmm. and that's why all the film actors have gone to TV. Yeah, oh, no question. And that's, I mean, in premium television, it's a a kind of forgiving um, schedule because they only have 10 episodes per season. So you have six months of work in television, then you can take a break, jump on a film, because films now are all of eight weeks, unless you're on a blockbuster, which, (laughs) you know, is like the normal, but most films are no longer beyond eight weeks. I mean, if it's a 12-week film, you are really on something, because they don't don't spend that kind of money anymore. Very true. The dynamics of that have completely changed. Completely changed, and and with the introduction of more and more, um, you know, uh, the tier films, because that's the way the industry is heading, because everybody wants their own stuff, and they're not going to pay people $75 an hour for a film that they're going to shoot for six weeks. They want to pay you $35 an hour, and we're in and we're out, it's a low budget, No budget, mm-hmm. and you know the industry right. is definitely changing. It's it is not mm-hmm. the same business. It's not right. the no, same. Business. I agree. So, ladies, so, ladies, it, I, it I feel like. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna say. I feel like what Janice and I are doing with this show, this podcast, um, has really made a difference in the lives of a lot of people, and you know, also in our own lives. Um, mm-hmm. I think our voices here on this show and what we bring to the show is, is making a difference, especially starting with tonight's conversation. Um, how do you think you guys will use your voice to make a difference? Well, I, I'm using mine by teaching more classes because I, you know that that's what I do a lot of. I teach a lot of classes. Right. And, and teaching more classes where people can understand that, to be a well-rounded makeup artist, you just need to know how to do everyone. So by increasing my class visibility with global um, global skin tones and, you know, and, and understanding uh, uh, the dynamics of just working um, on global skin tones and how to run a show and how to be a department head and how to be a key and how to be a day player. So, so, so classes that help expose you to those experiences, you know, um, because it's, yeah, let's face it, I'm on the other end of, of, of my career, and um, you've got a whole slew of people coming behind me that want a career in film and television. So it's you know right. it's really helping them understand and navigate the industry, which is still quite unlike print and the fashion world, 
film and television is still a big mystery to lots of people. And, you know, it, it's so much more than just, just the, the makeup application. You, you, you know, you, you, could, you know, teaching them to understand how to read a call sheet and how to break a script down and how to do continuity, mm-hmm. you know, things like that that you don't encounter in the fashion world. So, so I, I think being more visible with my classes is pretty much how I committed my, I'm committed myself and mentoring as much as I possibly can. Right. I I think that is, you know, I, I mentor a lot. I, um, like Marietta said, it, a lot of it is teaching these young people, you know, the main thing, well, at least for my career as a department head has been the ability to manage more so than necessarily my technique as an artist. Obviously right. you need to know what you're doing, but as a department head, you need to be able to run the ship. You need to, like uh, Nikki said, do they call you Nikki? I'm sorry. I don't want no, to. No, Nicoletta, it's okay, hon. <laughs> okay, Nicoletta, uh, you know, like Nicoletta said, it's, it is, you know, being a, in harmony in a trailer, how to run a trailer, how to manage people. Mm-hmm. When you look at a script, when you're invited to, to department head on a project, what does this project need? What kind of actors are coming to this project? What team should I assemble to come in and be be able to Say execute whatever is needed? And so I think just be, really being able to teach uh, these young people that it, it is so much, while you need to have be talented in your craft, you also, as a department head, need to be able to do so many more things. And your team becomes very critical in that dynamic mm-hmm. and supporting mm-hmm. your team and recognizing all of us, our strengths and weaknesses and respecting those things so that we operate cohesively because everybody has strengths and everybody has weaknesses. And right. so, you know, you assemble teams knowing what everybody is capable of doing, and that way it moves so seamlessly. And actors are happy, they're on set, producers are happy, and, producers are and happy. at the end of the day, when, when a producer knows you know how to manage a budget, your team, there's never any complaints coming from any actors about your team or what you're doing, when all of those, these are the things that keep moving you ahead in your career. And so those are the things that I will share, especially with people of color, because just because, like Nicoletta said, you are a person of color doesn't mean that you can't department head a white film or a film that is predominantly with white, uh, with a white cast. It it all is how you approach your job as the department head. When you Um, are one of those people who are respected, they don't really care what color you are. I but that's right. that comes that's with right. great that's mentoring. Right. That generally happens when you've been mentored. When you just walk in and think that you're gonna, I'm the, I'm a great makeup artist, and you think that that's all it takes. You know, those people typically get exposed. I want to just, uh, just agree with both Marietta and Anita. I think it's as, and I've, I've done the same thing lately, ladies, which is. I've been teaching a lot. I gave a couple classes at Cinema Makeup School. I have three mentees at the moment. I've done this for years. I, I've lectured globally. I have a, a Bollywood actress I work with, just various people. Point being, um, we all know that 
being a department head is not just going in and putting on a beautiful makeup. It is managing a budget. It's understanding mm-hmm. that you have to calculate. And a lot of these people just don't know this and teach people what does it mean to have a two-hour pre-call if you have to do a certain kind of makeup? How many minutes is that going to take? How much is that going to cost? How much is it going to save? You know, it's called, it's called show business, as we all know. So producers kind of want to know the bottom line, which is, how, you know, you, you need X, Y people. Why do you need them? Well, I'm going to justify this to you because I need to lay facial hair. So I need somebody who can lay facial hair really quickly for three hours in the morning. And, and then you kind of... You, can, you have to know your budget, how to break down the budget. I believe that we all need to know every aspect of makeup artistry. And then, of course, if you don't run silicone, you hire the best people in prosthetics to come into your team. You know, and you, 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 find, you develop a harmonious team. But uh, I think education is of a premium. And, and I've always said it's really great to start in background, always, and, and learn and watch and see the people around you, and you just you, you, you learn things that are incredible. You know, you, you, you develop mentors, you, you find people. I mean, um, but it's a business, and it's, it's a complicated business. We are running a crew if we're doing television. I believe that television has become more complex. You know, we're in the first week of an episode, and we're developing already the second looks for the second episode. Um, so we have to have a really strong team around us. I think with COVID, things are going to change insofar as how many people are they going to allow a crew to have? So let's just say there's the department head, and then let's just say they don't want to have, you know, different countries and different people are running things different ways. Maybe they want somebody who's just going to handle uh, the continuity, and they don't want anybody else near that situation. Um, You know, there are different elements, I think, that are changing from, from before, and I think we also have to adapt but there's no doubt that we are running a, a business as department heads. No question. Right. There was something Absolutely. you said, Anita, that I wanted to pick up upon. Um, and, and, and you talk about um, the right personalities, putting the right personalities into that trailer because everyone that you know isn't necessarily the right personality depending on the actors that you have working. Exactly. So it's like putting that right, picking that right team that's going to create that cohesiveness is so critical. It's very critical. Have to have have that harmony. Have to have that harmony no matter matter what. Hair and makeup have to stay together and have to have a communication that's almost like sign language. Okay, you need her for 40 minutes in the chair. You're going to cut my 10 minutes. Let's work something out just between us quietly Mm -hmm. as a group. It's a, it's, a def, it's a definite, definite team effort to try to get all of that together. I mean, and, and that, you know, that I remember once I didn't do, I walked off of doing a show because the, the I told the director, I said, this is not the appropriate person for me to work with with so many women. I need somebody who can work with all these personalities. They cannot show favoritism to one, from one actor to the other. They have to, right. you know, the same with all of them. I said, so I don't think this is the best person for me to have as my second. And, um, and we, you know, and I said, you know what? If you so adamantly want her, then I suggest you have her run the show because this isn't going to work for me. And, and I, I walked away. Good you for know? you. That's really, I, I that's really smart. It wasn't That's actually work really smart. That could have been a really miserable situation, and, and, and it's not worth oh. it in the end. 
It's a, it would have been a very miserable because I knew there would have been favoritism of one actor over the other, and and that you can't have that. You just cannot. No, I Not agree. Not with too many women working, and um, but you know what? Sometimes the the, the universe has God has an upper hand, and I walked off of that show and I went to the unemployed the um unemployment office. And while I was standing on the line, the phone rang, and I got hired to the department head, an even bigger show. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> it always, you know, it, God always has a fabulous plan for all of us, I believe. Yep. I really do. I think when one door gets shut, you just you just have to sit back from it because that just means that God's going to open something much more extraordinary. Yep. <laughs> and, and that for sure and is a word for all the young people. I think when, when one job is turned away, you know, sometimes it's because something else is happening and every job is not for you. So, and you know, sometimes I feel that in order to get the job, you have to be willing to walk away from the job. So, that for sure is a true word and takes for a lot of, all of takes the a lot of courage. people coming up is to be willing to walk away because mm-hmm. you but, should know your worth. And that is one of the biggest things in this industry because I watch way too many people make themselves miserable when they should just walk away. Like, know your worth and walk away. But you're getting yourself so caught up and wound up, and it's just not worth it. And so a word to those up and coming, you know, hold on to that. Be willing to walk away. Or yep. if the job didn't mm-hmm. come to you, it's okay because that job wasn't for you. What's for I you will definitely come to you. Place. Yep. Yes. We're implanting wisdom upon those who think that you have to say yes to everything. Well, yep. Right. Absolutely. That's I, I feel I feel I, I feel that that's fear based sometimes and that if you just if you if you if one doesn't uh live in a place of fear and puts their faith in God, uh for me it's God anyway, that's my agent. Um if you if 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 I release I speak only for myself, if I pull myself back from fear, then things just unravel and it's just about acceptance. Um, right. Not you know, not lying down in the middle of the road, but standing up and saying, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a different avenue. I'm gonna go a different direction. I'm gonna accept this and and move on." Yeah. Oh, sorry. I don't want to. I'm sorry. Can you go ahead? Can you Yeah. No, I, I, I think one of the Jeanine. biggest things is that you know, you know, I was just in Atlanta with you, working with you guys and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And right. um, and you know, one of the biggest things that I learned, you know, it's like. I think I probably had I had such a diverse crew. You saw that a very. Uh, I I mean, we, you worked with a very. I had a very very diverse crew, and um, and and I think I think when you're as a department head, when you're when you're prepared and stuff, you know, you can delegate to to that crew that you bring in, you know. So it doesn't matter what that crew looks like, so that they can execute. What you need them to do, and 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 we we as artists, um, you know, we really have to prepare ourselves to 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 pull in as many as we can, and and make sure that 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 and and, and let me rephrase this. I find that it's our responsibility to make sure that when we get on something, that the crew is diverse. And I agree with you, and the crew not only is the crew diverse, the crew is knowledgeable. So. I always give even my fourth the script. 
I tell my background what's going on. I want them to feel like they're part of the project. And also, I'm not the king of the world. I might get hit by a car and get killed. I make sure that the producers and everyone know that when I step, step off the set, my key is the acting department head. And my third is the acting key. And it goes like that. We are all one family. I, I, I think I always try to hire people who are better than myself. You know, I've very been blessed. And I think that everyone has equal importance. And um, I want everyone always to feel me personally, like we are all one, we're part of one project together as a group. You need to make sure that your other white counterparts know that. Right. But ladies, I think we have a call. I think you need a caller on the yeah. line. I'm trying to get Sounds this good. call on. Okay. Yes, yes, good. yes. Trying to get a call on. All right. Let's see here. Who do we have here? Hello. 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 Hi. Hi. My name is Jennifer Ivy. Yes, Jennifer Ivy. How are you? I'm good. I'm I'm listening to you ladies talk, and um, I'm coming from a theater background. Um, I was Mm -hmm. a makeup um, department head or supervisor, as we say in theater, um, for The Lion King. And it's just so very interesting to hear what you ladies are speaking of as far as diversity. And um, I know I've talked to Denise and Janice about this a couple of times where you just don't find um, department heads for theater and for touring companies. So it's kind of like, it's just interesting to hear, you know, from all aspects. So I just wanted to kind of weigh in on that on, on my end. Is there? Okay. Can I ask? Is there not? Is there not? Are you, when you run a show like that, is there not a titular head like yourself, for example, or and there's a hair and makeup, quote unquote, head of production, and then you hire your various crews? Um, yes. Well, I I traveled with three with two ladies, and then I would pick up two people in each city. Mm. So, um, but you know, just interesting that out of the touring companies that I knew, because I was on the road for 13 years, um, I knew of four uh, department heads that were on touring companies that were black people. And then in my traveling company, it was only me and the wardrobe person, and that was as diverse as it got. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's still, that's even in our world. That's yes. so you know, we do well. we have diversity but it's even in our world where you'll be one of the only it'll be you and somebody from wardrobe will be the only black people or people of <laughs> yes. color on, on exactly. a project. So it is it, it exists throughout the industry. I it's just, it's you know, just the, and the whole thing of, of, of not knowing yes. And and not knowing how to deal with um I mean, for years before I came on board, you know, just the struggles of, um, you know, uh, African-American people trying to um, have someone that had the knowledge of, you know, what to do with their hair and, you know, as far Mm -hmm. as their skin care, because you're wearing theatrical makeup, you know, eight shows a week. And, you know, you're, you're, you're having your hair under a wig. And there were so Mm -hmm. many girls that, you know, lost their hair because no one knew mm. how to tell them how to navigate through right. wearing a wig, you know, that yep. type of thing. 
but it's just it, it's just interesting to me because most of my career has been in theater. So, were you, right, may you know, I ask, before you got to the yes. next city, were you were you allowed to interview people and set things up so that you were able to communicate your needs and, and at least have some choices to know what you were who you were dealing with and what possibilities there were for you? Well, the tricky part is um, oftentimes theaters, you know, it's, it's you know union ran. And a lot of times there's a lot of um, a lot of people – thank you. I couldn't get the word together. A lot yep. of nepotism. And there's, mm-hmm. you know, family. And it may not be yep. the first – I mean, I ran into people that didn't know how to put on a wig, um, did mm-hmm. not know how to even do, like, a single braid, did not know how to do mm-hmm. anything about, you know, as far as makeup, even though we would go in and train people. Well, but the mm-hmm. people that I would get, the majority, you know, you have people that have been in that same position for years, and you know, and it they was automatically very get the job. Yes, mm-hmm. and my thing was, since I was department head, I had I was black. My first assistant was black. My third assistant was white. So we would walk in the room oftentimes when I would load in, and automatically the local people, if they didn't know who I was, and we've been communicating over the phone, the first thing they would do is they would walk to my white colleague oh my and goodness. introduce themselves yeah. because they would assume that uh-huh. she was the department head. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, see, I still get that several times. Yes. <laughs> you know, they're like, you know, they walk over to like her and say, what would you like us to start doing? And they were like, yeah. well, you know what? I don't know. You're going to have to ask Jen. She's department head. So she would always right. refer them back to you. Yeah. yeah, she would do yeah. that. But I mean, the yeah. point is, is that she's saying that they just no, no. I, I get it. I, it's, yeah. it's, it's it's not and, acceptable. And I, I get it. But at yeah, least she had, had the, she had the correct behavior to refer them back to the the head who is you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, I've had that even on working on locations in places that aren't you know like in Chicago or Cleveland, Ohio. Um, you know, I've had that same exact thing happen where people come in. And because, as I said, I have a diverse crew, they'll go to my white key and think that she's the department head. So, yeah, you know, that's, that that's happens that's the even norm, in my Anita. world. <laughs> I'm sorry. People, what you that's the norm. People, all, people always think that, that, that the white person's yeah. in charge. Yeah. In New York, that's not, doesn't happen. But in places that aren't as familiar with our business, they right. they typically yeah. go directly to you know the white person, which is right. you know it's always interesting. And my my key always says Anita's the department head. Ask her, you know everybody knows the <laughs> protocol, but it's just interesting, right. Right. you know. And it and it happens, it happens even in our way. And I'm I've been in the industry for since 1991, so I mean my resume is very long. And if you you know, Googled and did all of those things, you would see, but those people aren't doing that, you know? They're just walking in, doing what they know. What they know is, you know, we're not used to black people being in charge. Mm -hmm. Right. And you've been in since 91, and I've been in since, like, 86. Uh I've been in since You know, it's it's, it's a very... You know, it it doesn't bother me. It's just, it's interesting, especially when it's 2018, 2019, and that's still, you know, 
you know, that people don't walk in with the with the etiquette of, you know, who um where's the department head. You know? Exactly. Oh, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because if you're looking at the crew list, you can see who the department head is. So you just walk right. in and say, you know, where's Anita? You know, I'm looking for Anita, right? But, no, they mm-hmm. just walk in and go straight to <laughs> the person that they think is the department head. <laughs> right. You know, if they get corrected and generally they, you know, awkward. Oh, I'm so sorry. But, yeah. Right. And, I'm, and I'm only saying that to say that, yeah, that even exists in our world, too. You know, we still right. have those kind of things going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Appreciate you. You're very yes, welcome. Jennifer, thank your, you. Your conversation Continue is very success. helpful. Thank oh, you. Yeah, and good luck with your Continue fabulous success. career. Yes. Yes. Good luck with you, too. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Jennifer. Bye-bye. Bye. Ladies, what what action steps do you think need to be taken at this point? I, I think you should have some conversations with some of these producers. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. how to make how to make changes. We've we've stated tonight what we've seen and what we've experienced. So mm-hmm. you know how 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 should change be made to make it a, a situation where we all, you know, it it can be a very diverse trailer, the diverse crew, mm-hmm. what, what action steps do you think needs to be made besides just, because my thing is that I don't want people to get into, and just like you said earlier, get your job however you get your job, but I don't want to get into people hiring me just because I'm black. I exactly. just want you to look at my resume and say she can do the job. Mm-hmm. Period. I, I think well, I mean, I think that's yeah. Come on. We'll uh, I say, I say, per, me personally, Nicolette, I've talked to a lot of department heads lately, all over the place, who are doing different jobs. There are different, you know, uh, approaches toward COVID, how things are going to change. Uh, I personally would just like to see uh, people of great talent being hired, and, and people of diversity being considered. I think that, um, uh, I think that that would be a, a really thing to hope. Toward again, not because a person is black or white, but because they're talented. And also, I think it's important to have uh, a multicultural trailer. Personally, I think it's helpful on so many levels and could be conducive to so many things and 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 positive uh, positive moving forward. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think that so, definitely having a multicultural. Um, team of people helps dispel a lot of stereotypes. Um, you learn so much from each other when um, you're diverse. You learn so much about culture, about how people do things, how people talk to each other. You know, like there's so many different benefits for having a multicultural um, team of people around you. I also think that just going forward, and now I'm speaking to the people who are, you know, starting their career, making their way as um, makeup artists and wanting to become department heads, getting a great mentor (laughs) is really, really important because half of your opportunities when you have a mentor come from your mentor. 
And so you get so referred to so many jobs because of who you're connected to. And generally, if your mentor is well-respected, people are going to probably give you that job. Also, a mentor just helps prepare you for what it is and what it means to be a department head. And it, it, it has many hats that go on. And when you know how to work, like we talked about budgeting and putting teams together and understanding what the, the film is and what the script calls for, um, your reputation will start to lead in advance of you. And so you will get those jobs where they are hiring you because you're the best person for the job, not because you're black or that you're white, but because your reputation showed up before you even got here. And so, and that, I I agree with that. Good mentoring. I agree. And I think, I think once that ball keeps rolling because I had mentors. Yeah, I think right. if we keep rolling that ball forward, all of us and the people who have mentored yep. us, uh, like yep. a lot of people that we know, I think that that is the key. I absolutely agree with that. Mm-hmm. That is just the key mm-hmm. forward because once that person gets going, they're going. They're going. Yeah. And then they're going to refer yep. the next person they have mentored. Exactly. And it's just going to keep cyclical. And, and there's a huge mm-hmm. amount of opportunity uh, and growth and possibility for yeah. upward mobility. It's, it's really possible. Yeah, so and, the, and our business of, is, is so wide open. Sorry, I'll just finish this no, no, real okay. quick. We have so there's so much calling for content for all kinds of things. With you got streaming, you have you know premium channels, you have network channels, you have film. Like never before have there been so many opportunities in our business for people to work. So when you can separate yourself from the crowd and really be, you know, someone who knows their stuff, your career will take off because there's that much product out there that needs leadership. So I would just say, you know, for our business, I think as veterans, because it sounds like we are all veterans, been in it for a minute, that it's important for us to, you know, show the way because there's so much opportunity, and we want to present people as we leave that know what they're doing, that have been under the the tutelage of great teachers who prepared them. Right, right. I agree. Yeah, and 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 just just the forward just the forward movement. There's like you said, there's so yeah. much opportunity. And when I when I lecture to young people and they think that there's absolutely no possibility for them, I always say, listen, there's there's huge opportunity. You just have to go yeah. out and, and, and reach out for it. It's just sitting there waiting for you. You know, yeah. go after their best teacher that you can. You know, meet, go, go, to, go tell Anita you'll hold her Kleenex box, whatever it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we're ready to teach. <laughs> so speaking of, of diversity and, and referrals and referring makeup artists, and I, I know make I know Marietta has, and I believe you have too, Anita, have referred um, a white makeup artist for a department head position for another show that you possibly couldn't do. I'm Nicoletta. Nicoletta, I'm not sure um, of your experiences, but would would you be willing to, if there's a show that you couldn't do, would you be willing to hire? I mean, I'm sorry, to refer a black makeup artist for as department head? 
Oh, I, I have done, hun. I've done it on uh, many occasions. There's one person that, that I know very well, two, three, four people who um, one person that I left to go do a movie and I, 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 I told the producers to give her my job. And they finally did, and she's a great and fantastically talented, amazing makeup artist. Uh, and the answer is yes, on several occasions, uh, at least four that I can think of in particular. And they're all great makeup artists. They always were. They just, they just that's what happened. Okay. That's nice. Now, ladies, we have about 14 minutes left as we're kind of winding <laughs> things down. Um, and I don't know who all supports what, but for those of you on the line that support the Black Matter uh, movement, can you all just share, like, how, in what way are you guys supporting the movement and how are you supporting the message? Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, I don't get too political, but in our situation that, you know, has just recently created such a movement, um, you know, it is definitely important for um, our voices to be heard. Uh, I've had a, I've been involved with a couple of marches. Um, definitely, you know, as we're all talking, I, these are things that I already do, keeping things diverse in my own world that I mm-hmm. have some power over. Um, but, you know, definitely just wanting people to recognize that we have something to say and we can contribute a lot to this country, to this world. And I think that you're seeing that playing out in all of these marches across the world. It's like a global thing that it is, you know, everybody is saying, listen, we love you embrace all this black culture, but you, you're seeing so much people of color, not in major positions of decision-making. You know, we're down here in the Minions area, but we're not in the positions to make real change happen. So I think just being really conscious about um, supporting that kind of change. Like, we need to have more executives at studios, you know. Um, We need to support each other. We need to support each other's businesses, Um, whatever that is. Like us all being on your show tonight, that is us being supportive of what it is that you ladies are doing. So Absolutely. I think being conscious of supporting one another, it just, after a while, it just becomes a movement. It becomes a natural thing to do. Right. And I, I, agree. I agree. I agree. It's, a, it's oh. a heightened. We're now, everybody's awake to it, right? Before... We were all kind of going on in our lives. All of us are pretty successful, right? Everything's good, right? Our checks come. We're able to pay our rent. We got a nice car. Maybe we got a boyfriend, a husband, whatever. We can shop when we want to. The refrigerator is full. Every, you know, it's like we've been kind of moving through our lives, doing our thing. You know, we we recognize that there's some stuff that maybe isn't right, but for the most part, but all of a sudden, right, COVID shut us all down. 
and none of us are mm-hmm. doing anything mm-hmm. but sitting around doing nothing. And then we see these images on our television with people who are just so disconnected in what they are doing, and we watch somebody lose their life right before our eyes. It was a major wake-up call to everybody who has any kind of feeling inside of themselves that, wait a minute, what is going on? And so I think, you know, we are all at a heightened state of awareness. And so let us all continue to be mindful of how we support each other. I I agree. I think that COVID, okay, I mean, there's been a lot of tragedy during COVID with some horrendous murders that have occurred. The silver lining of COVID, I believe, is that we come together. People are conscious now. It's very Mm -hmm. important to help build the socioeconomic class um, of the black community, period, support black business. People are conscious where they were not conscious before. They really were not. I I feel. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm currently in Seattle, which has always been a very proactive city, and I'm sure you've heard of these marches. Well, we've always had peaceful marches. We had a peaceful march here the other day for four hours, and and I'm sorry, but at the end of the march, there were these, you know, I don't want to get political, but uh, people, white, you know, a bunch of white people that came in and started, you know, lighting things on fire and, and took what it was a peaceful march and turned it into something which is not what any of our objectives are. I think, mm-hmm. I think our objectives are to build the socioeconomic class, support black business, uh, advance forward. I think people are much, much more now. unfortunately due to some horrific tragedies that have gone for far too long, uh, made aware of what needs to change. And and I think it's our responsibility and and, and the world's responsibility to stay on that path, that path of Mm -hmm. compassion, inclusiveness, Mm -hmm. uh, multiculturalism, support of one another, um, and strength as, as a united as a united group of people, as a united as a united human race. Yeah. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Easier said than done. Granted. You know, yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, I mean we'll uh, be working. We will be working, but it's the right energy. It's the right energy, and and that's the biggest thing. And just being aware of policy of our government of how things operate you know you have so many people saying defund the police and people there's certain people all up in arms about that but when you're talking about defunding the police you're 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 not it's not you saying defund the police because they're terrible it's defund the police by putting more money into mental health because some situations are a situation that if a mental health care worker showed up to a situation, a, a it might not have turned out the, the way that it did with the police showing up. And exactly. so when you speak of defunding, you're speaking in that realm. You're not speaking of, oh, the police are so horrible, defund them. You're saying, listen, sometimes these police are not equipped to handle the situations that they arrive on. And so they automatically go to their natural training and do things that maybe they might not have even done if they were trained differently, if they were trained to deal with people with mental issues or, you know, whatever it is. So, you know, it's just being mindful of what our politics are, what our policies are, 
um, being aware, especially as a community of artists, because we all know as artists, we struggle. I mean, the artist is one of the biggest uh, creative people that struggle, right? And so we know we're aware of struggle. And so as a community, it's important for us to be a part of trying to make policy changes and things of that nature because they generally affect us as artists. So, you know, gay rights, transgender right. rights, you know, all it's of a these fine things line. are a lot of artists. It's a fine line, though, as an artist. I found this myself. I don't know if you ladies have all found this, but... It, how political can one get before one is sort of chastised exactly. and sort of like, yeah. you, know, you, you know, trying to act in yeah. a positive fashion, trying to stay out of fear uh, and stay in compassion, trying to be forward thinking, trying to do all the things that we discussed today uh, without, you know, you know, it's a very interesting culture, this culture that we're in, this very, very vast yeah, country that we live in that is so diverse. Um, yeah. And as artists, you know, artists often get criticized for, a, maybe being too politicized or too political or, um, you know, it's uh, we, we are all different people. We all say things differently. At the end of the day, we're all human beings, and, and I'm sure everyone has their intentions are, 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 are you know, hopefully good, and we will come together and be able to form positive change through strength. It's just the grassroots that always create change. Yeah. Agreed. Absolutely. Well, ladies. It's been real. This this is um this has been our time. We are just about done here. <laughs> I greatly appreciate you guys coming on tonight. It was a great conversation. I hope everyone got something out of it. Um, uh, it's we're just trying to just to let everyone hear what of our what our experiences are, what we think mm-hmm. um could be done about it. We just want to make it a better industry um for everyone. Um Yeah, I mean I think so if you speak to Grips and Electrics too, I think having some of them on your show mm-hmm. would be interesting to see their take on where the industry is as far as what they do, you know, because we mm-hmm. are pretty diverse. But, you know, yeah. you might discover in different departments in our industry, their situation might be different. I think it would be really fascinating to see department. how your series goes, for sure. I think camera department, camera is one of those that, um, mm-hmm. to me, definitely. Needs so, I mean, I know you guys are beauty talk, but. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, but, it's, you know. But this is a different <laughs> conversation, so it doesn't. It's, it's this about, is a it's about race and racism exactly. and beauty and entertainment. So the grip right. will apply exactly. I think it's yeah. both of you, that you tunnels. I think it's really excellent. I think including all all uh, groups is going to be really helpful and mm-hmm. really necessary during this time, um, and really helpful for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you, ladies. Um, if anybody thank has anything you. they want to shout out where people can follow you on social media, you can do it right now if you want. Okay, you can follow me, Anita Gibson Films, on Instagram. That's the only social media. Wait, I'm I gotta really find on. you, Anita. Wait, Anita, hang on. <laughs> Anita Gibson <laughs> Films with a Z. Films. <laughs> hang on, Anita. Films with a Z. Yeah. Gibson. I see. I got you. I got you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
I don't know. Um, who who are you on Instagram? Nicoletta? Oh, Nicoletta. It's just my name, Nicoletta Scarlatta. Oh, so just Nicoletta. straight up my name, okay. N-I-K-O-L-E-T-T-A. Okay. okay. All right. Newport, Marietta. Marietta um, CN, or actually, if you go to my website, Marietta Carter hyphen I'm following you, Marietta. Yeah. Yep. All right, ladies. All right, well, it's nice to meet you two ladies over the phone. I've actually yes, followed you both, too. and I have a deep respect for both of you, um, both yeah. of you. So I'm um, thanks Amen. for all the great work that you're doing, and and you know, keep going. I hope to meet you sometime. Yeah, thank you very awesome. much. Meeting you too. Thank you, Thank you. 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 you. can follow us on um, Facebook. We're Beauty Talk Online Radio. On Twitter, we're Beauty Underscore Talk. And on Instagram, we're beauty underscore talk underscore media. And then you can follow Janice and I both on all social media platforms simply just by our names. Janice Tunnell is J-A-N-I-C-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L. I'm Denise Tunnell, D-E-N-I-S-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L. All right. Got you. All right. Um, with that being Good said, night. everyone have a great evening and have a beautiful and blessed you week. Too. Good night, everyone. Yes, bless it. God Good bless you all. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.